0: Hello Cartoon fans, welcome to Generation Tune, presented by the Space Monkey X Audio Workshop. This is your host, Rob Lamley. Here on Generation Tune, I, a Gen Xer, will be joined by my wife, Andrea, a millennial, and our Gen Z daughter, Harper, to watch some of our favorite cartoons spanning the last 40 years. In case you're not familiar with the show, each installment is part of a three-episode cycle where one of the co-hosts presents a cartoon from their generation. We sit down and watch some of the featured cartoon, and then we'll talk about what makes it great. Not so great, and whether or not we'd watch more of it in the future. If you like what you hear, please subscribe today, and don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, let's head over to the latest episode of Generation Toon. Welcome to Generation Toon. This is Rob.
1: Andrea. Harper.
0: And uh, this week is my turn last time we did a show we weren't exactly sure what we were going to do we talked about doing anime we talked about doing movies but unfortunately life got in the way school started again so mm-hmm. <clears throat> so here we are
2: darn you school yeah i
0: know so here we are in the middle of october and we thought what better thing to do than one of my favorites animated things ever
1: mm-hmm. i see that as well How uh
0: over the garden mm-hmm. wall um to me this series is autumn on the screen. Like it's a when, fall yes. favorite. Yes. W- yeah. When the leaves start to turn, I want to watch over the garden wall. Mm-hmm. It used to be I wanted to watch. It's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown, but I that means that's like kid stuff compared to what over the garden wall is. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's it, to me this is just such a good series. But it is. Let's let's get started. Uh, first of all, over the garden wall was broadcast during the week of November third through November seventh, two thousand fourteen, on Cartoon Network. It tells the story of half-brothers Wirt and Greg as they wander through the woods. The boys don't really know where they are or how they got there, they just want to find a way home. Along the way, they meet many different characters, some looking to help, others to hinder their progress. The series stars Elijah Wood as older brother Wirt. Wood has been in a ton of movies like The Ice Storm, The Good Sun, The Faculty, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the 2012 remake of Maniac, a fun little horror comedy called Cooties, but is of course best known as Frodo in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Colin Dean as his little brother, Greg. Dean was only eight at the time, but had already been a voice actor for a few years before that. His biggest role to date has been as Lincoln Loud on The Loud House. Melanie Linsky plays Beatrice, a young girl who has been turned into a bluebird that helps work and Greg on their journey. Linsky started acting as a teenager in her native New Zealand in Peter Jackson's critically acclaimed film, Heavenly Creatures. She has since been in a lot of independent movies and TV shows, most notably as one of the leads in the amazing TV series Yellow Jackets, for which she has been nominated for and won many awards, including an Emmy. She is currently married to Jason Ritter, the voice of Dipper on Gravity Falls, and is one of my celebrity crushes. (laughs) Christopher Lloyd plays the woodsman, a man who is cursed to cut down trees and grind their branches to make oil to keep his lantern burning. Lloyd has had a long career, but we all know him as Doc Brown from the Back to the Future series. Mm. Jack Jones is the singing voice of Greg's pet frog who has numerous names throughout the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Jones was a pop singer back in the 1960s. He won a couple of Grammys, but most listeners would recognize, well, most Gen X listeners would recognize his voice as the singer of the theme to The Love Boat. Really? Yeah. Samuel Ramey, not the director of Evil Dead 2. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. <laughs> is the voice of the beast, a constant threat lurking in the shadows, who has made a deal with the woodsman to preserve the soul of the woodsman's daughter in The Lantern, as long as The Lantern stays lit. I love the beast. Raimi <laughs> was a world-renowned opera singer in the 1980s, but has continued to work into the 2000s. There are also quite a few smaller roles filled by some celebrity cameos. John Cleese of Monty Python fame plays two roles. Tim Curry of Rocky Horror Picture Show and the original TV, series, t- TV miniseries It. Grammy Award-winning singer Chris Isaac sings a song. Shirley Jones, the mother on the Partridge family, the state and Reno 911 star Tom Lennon, Bibi Newellworth, known as Fraser's wife, Shannon Sossaman from A Knight's Tale, The Rules of Attraction, and a bunch of TV shows, and Fred Stoller, who was a regular on Everybody Loves Raymond. The show was created by Patrick McHale, who graduated from the California Institutes of the Arts in in 2006, and then began his career at Cartoon Network as a writer and storyboard artist on The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack,
2: so far, we've done two people who used to work on the Marvel's Misadventures of Flapjack who created their own shows. Because Alex Hirsch was also part of that yes, cast, he who helped that show out.
0: I haven't watched that, but I feel like maybe well, I need yeah, to. Well, right,
1: like it's like is... we like everything that everybody went on yeah, to. Yeah. The we
0: thing, need to so... the thing it. about
2: Marvel's Misadventures of Flapjack is that it did not do as well as other Cartoon Network shows. So it's fun to hear that this show that did not go do as well inspired a bunch of yeah. really creative people to start making their own was the point for a
0: bunch of people. Okay, uh, Patrick McHale w- has worked on smaller projects since Over the Garden Wall, but he also co-wrote the script for Guillermo del Toro's new Netflix movie, Pinocchio, oh. and is currently writing the feature and animated adaptation of the beloved Red Wall series of books. Oh, whoa. So, yeah, that, I'm, that makes me really excited for Red Wall. I haven't read the books, the Red Wall series.
1: I haven't either, I'm familiar
0: but... with the concept and, you know, some of the story ideas, but... That is really cool that he was that. I'm also excited
2: to see, uh new Pinocchio. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. Guillermo del Toro is I mean, all over his stuff. I love his stuff.
0: A bunch of well-known names in the field of animation directed episodes of the series. Robert Alvarez's career goes back to Yellow Submarine for the Beatles, but he also worked on just about every big cartoon throughout the 1980s. He won three Emmys, two for Gennady Tart- Tartakovsky's Clone Wars and one for Tartakovsky's Samurai Jack. Wow. Definitely... We're going to be doing some Gennady Tarkovsky in the near future, so mm, that's a yeah. name to remember. Uh, Larry Liklighter worked on some of the early Peanut specials, but also oh. worked on the Marvelous and Misadventures of Flapjack. Adventure Time, and another series I want to cover someday Symbionic Titan. Oh. Nate Cash started working as a character layout artist on The Simpsons and has worked on shows like SpongeBob, Adventure Time, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, a show that Harper will probably want to cover one of these oh, days. Yeah. Over the Garden Wall is based on the animated nine-minute short Tome of the Unknown, which aired in 2013. McKeel originally pitched the idea for Tome of the Unknown to be a three-season series, but was asked to instead rewrite it as a feature film, because at the time Cartoon Network was trying to set up a feature film department that just kind of fizzled out and never really went anywhere. Yeah. However, he had trouble making it work as a film because he felt it needed to be more episodic in nature, so the project kind of got shelved as he went on to work as creative director on Pendleton Ward's Adventure Time. When he was done at Adventure Time, Cartoon Network asked him to pitch again, and he reworked Tome of the Unknown into the short that essentially served as the pilot for Over the Garden Wall. Uh, he initially conceived of Over the Garden Wall as an 18-episode miniseries, but it got knocked down to 10 because of time constraints. Mm-hmm. So they probably said, we want to air this, you know, by November, and so they just couldn't physically get him done. The series is well known for its soundtrack, a mix of original old-timey jazz and ragtime tunes. A soundtrack album, which I own.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know you already had it.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, I got it in the first run of, of it.
1: Okay. Because when we were watching, like when <laughs> well, I was reading, like on the on, um, IMDb last night when we finished, I was like, oh. When I went to yeah. try and, so, what color did you get?
0: I got the har- autumn harvest. Swirl. Okay, good. Because
1: well, the other one, I mean, while it cracked me up, I was like, eh. What was it? The other one is uh, Jason Funderburk Green.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Because
1: it's, it's the, the olive the, Well, that's... there's
0: also been, I got the original pressing. There's been another pressing since then.
1: Maybe they added the Funderburk Green I'm, for yeah, that. I don't because know. Because I saw the Autumn Harvest, but yeah. it, it was like a pick. I mean, obviously. Both yeah.
0: maybe,
2: maybe that's part of why you think of autumn whenever you see it. You have the Autumn Harvest well, cover of the soundtrack.
0: I, no, it's <laughs> no. more the the overall I mean, yeah, I know. And
1: it's also not the cover. It's the the record itself is Yeah, I'll is show it to you gold. when we're done here. It's Damn, really he cool. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Anyway, uh, the soundtrack album uh, was put out on vinyl by Mondo. Mondo has released a special cassette tape called For Sarah that features Elijah Wood reading poetry and additional music from The Blasting Company.
1: Nice. That nice. one's really
0: cool, but I didn't have a tape deck at the time, so mm-hmm. I didn't bother buying it. But uh, it's yeah i can't buy it anymore it's
1: oh, i'm sure it's I like mean, sure. hundreds yeah, of dollars.
0: my bars. soundtrack on ebay is insane yeah uh, the show has received almost universal acclaim it was nominated for two a few annies but sadly did not win which is surprising to me mm-hmm. however it did win two primetime Emmy, Emmys. Mm-hmm. the show spawned numerous series of comic books that ran from 2014 until 2020 uh there were a lot of like mini series like five five issues here six issues here there was one longer stretch where they had about 20 issues i believe but, you know, it's it was... Kind of
2: just, like, extra stories. Yeah, for the
0: most universe. part, it's side stories, but there's also origin stories. Like, uh, I, re- I was reading that one of the stories is the uh, the story of the woodsman's daughter.
2: Oh, interesting. So, was, yeah. A character that you asked about I did. whenever we finished. Yeah,
0: because you... I didn't... Rem- I thought I'd... I don't know. Log story. Anyway, the comics tell side stories and origins of some of the characters seen in the show. All right. And that's really all I have. So, yeah, we, kinda... we can get into uh, just talking about things. Um, well... <laughs> Let's that start. That was
1: the sigh of, where do I begin? Exactly. We'll
0: start. We'll start with me, and we'll just kind of go around the room and give our general thoughts. Like I said before, this is one of my favorite animated things ever. Um, for me, the atmosphere and the weirdness of it all—you know, like talking animals constantly throughout. Well, not. I guess yeah, just yeah. other than well, yeah, just but you and more you also human-like never... animals. Yeah, and...
1: anthropomorphizes animals, but then you also never knew which ones would talk and wouldn't because not right. like they all did. Right, yeah. right, yeah. and yet. The fish who was fishing never said a word. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just think it's it's so charming and yet at the same time kind of dark. And so yeah. that is like right in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I, I love it. So mm-hmm. Andrea, what do you think?
1: I absolutely loved it. I could see this being one of those things that like almost like a comfort series is like I'm going to I'm going to do something. Oh, I'll put over the garden wall on in the background because you're right. It gives this kind of warm, fuzzy, but not a hundred percent comfortable feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and I just was, I, I'm always been impressed with this. Like you don't feel like you're only watching 11 minutes of
0: I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Each episode feels like it's 20, 30 minutes, but it's the, only, it's, it's only 10. W- it's yeah. Every single, the runtime I think on IMDb, every single one is 11 minutes. Yeah. You don't,
2: you don't realize until it's over how that it's only been 10 or 11 minutes. Because once it's over, you're just like I thought. I just watched a feature-length film. It, like that's how it much de- it definitely it feels like in. you're sitting
0: down and watching a half-hour cartoon. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's like you said, that's how much they pack in. I think there's just so much story and characterization, and just kind of everything crammed into that ten minutes.
1: Also, oh, go ahead.
0: Hun.
2: Over the Garden Wall also does really well. They pick and choose what to keep a mystery and what not. Yeah. Some cartoons. Um, some cartoons that we will be covering later on my list uh, don't handle that very well they'll have mystery aspects but they'll always find a way to solve that mystery at the end and it will sometimes create the finale or some later episodes into a rushed remix to finish that mystery and to complete right. that Tie story up all
0: the loose ends. but mm-hmm. over the garden
2: wall picks and chooses what to keep a mystery and what to keep um what to actually tell you One of my favorite cases was like they decided to keep to like tell about the townsfolk in the second episode that Mm -hmm. like that were like Potters,
0: Potters, Pottsfield, Pottsfield. Pottsfield. Mm -hmm. These like
2: vegetable people, they didn't just keep them a mystery. They actually told you to resolve the episode, but they never explained why they came alive. They never explained the magic of it. And I think that that's something that you don't really see with cartoons. Cartoons usually try and solve everything for you and never let you think for yourself or come up with theories for yourself. Or simply
0: have no answer.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. We don't know
0: why. And maybe even Pat from doesn't really know why. Yeah. It's just this is the story he wanted to tell in the setting he wanted to set it in. And that's just
2: what he did. The story has a really good balance between mystery and miss miss like what's in the dark and what's in the light of the viewers yeah and i always i always love that storytelling and i think that's part of why it felt like a future length film and also part of why it stands out to this day right
0: uh we did watch the entire all 10 episodes yeah um we also watched the the pilot tome of the unknown which was on youtube um well kind of start with let's start with tome of the unknown i i really liked that one um it's just a nine minute little short but i think it really sets the tone for what over the garden Wall" became. Mm-hmm. um it's got the weirdness to it it's got a watermelon car it's mm-hmm. got a singing person made out of gourds and pumpkins and squash and
1: vegetable man isn't that what like, they called him Did i
0: don't remember mean, I, that's I, I, oh, so, so i think it's what great kept calling him maybe so yeah. um but then it also had that slight bit of scariness to it when the crows come into play
1: yeah like Mm -hmm. i you -hmm. know those are
0: scary and so it was really cool um one thing i kind of found was that uh the tome of the unknown that was going to be the the through mission according to mikhail's pitch was they were going to be looking for this book of the unknown and that was like their mission throughout the entire show now would they have found it in the end who knows but that was supposed to be like their mission throughout the entire series
2: honestly although i did enjoy the short i didn't like it as much as i liked the actual idea for the series i think part of it has to be with the fact that i am so attached to storytelling stuff where i don't know how to describe it's not like regular cartoons where a where you see these characters being dropped off in the middle of an adventure and you have no idea how this universe works but you know that like there are certain rules like in amazing world gumball there are certain rules to that universe that may seem weird and may seem bizarre, but it works for that universe. Sure. And Over the Garden Wall had that kind of thing where, like, you don't know why these kids are talking to a bird. You don't know why these kids are away from their parents at home. Right. You don't know why these kids are looking for the tome of the unknown. And that's just the rule for that universe. Um, in that short as well, there was also, like, narration over, like, it wasn't just the beginning narration, Mm -hmm. it was also, like, narration throughout, throughout. and I think that kind of destroyed some of the scary and more intense aspects of it for
1: me.
0: Now, that's fine, but this is where our first controversy is really going to come (laughs) up. Okay. Go ahead, Andrea. (laughs)
1: No, I love it, because I think it would have added something if they continue to have it, but the narrator has to be almost as much part of the story Like, just recanting crazy things that are happening as if they would be fact and real.
0: (laughs) And I am mixed. I can see it both ways. Because there are definitely times... Like, Mom... Andrea pointed out at one point to me that we were talking about it. Like, it felt kind of old-timey and it felt like it fit really well. Mm -hmm. But then there are times where you're kind of talking about where I like the vagueness. Mm -hmm. They just... It just happens, and there's nothing to say just about it. Just happens, you got to deal other, with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm totally mixed on the on the uh, voiceover that they used. So
2: I, I liked it. I liked it in the beginning and the end of the episode. I felt like that felt natural. So maybe
0: a bookend would have worked. Yeah, better for but you? like
2: in the middle of it, it just like where they're like describing where those characters are and just like that just that's okay. I, I can see them. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can tell that they are trying to fix up the car. <laughs> right, we, and like. It just, it didn't feel natural. And that could, that could be because I'm not used to that in cartoons from what I've watched. And like, I'm not used to having narration really. Yeah. Because most of the cartoons I watch, like, like you said, you just have, if something happens, you just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, that could just be because I've never grown up with cartoons where there's narration in the middle. I've grown up with stuff that's, there's narration in the beginning or the end. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. no.
0: Or it's just a personal preference. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's fine. We won't go through every episode on this, but what were some of your favorite episodes?
1: I like the the frog one. The lullaby. Uh, lullaby of the frogs, I think, or...
0: Lullaby in Frogland, yeah. episode mm-hmm. cha- ep- episode six,
1: and one. I can't even tell you, like it, it. It's not like one specific thing. I just it would just I really
0: enjoyed it.
2: Did you like the fact that? Did you like the fact that it was all just fro- frogs and like silly hats and costumes and stuff? Was this I mean, cute for you? I
0: will say there was a lot more like comedy in that one.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah,
0: which like, you know I'm usually going <clears> to like. You'll I'll always, gravitate towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's the, the silly singing frogs and the or instruments <laughs> instruments being played.
2: There was, a, there was a scene where there was a there was a frog couple and they were holding all these tadpoles uh-huh. and the words and the gang ran into
1: them <laughs> and they dropped them. <laughs> right, and I mean, just and like, they kept, and they, it was, they it, kept it,
0: slipping on them, yeah, they, they? Be, slipping. <laughs> they
1: became like their version of a banana peel. Uh-huh. It was like, woo, it's just, oh, it's so And then there, a were, there was the I repeating
0: love. gag where something kept happening and then these frogs kept just grabbing things out of the air
1: oh because uh, like in... waiters no like waiters oh, would right. trip with stuff and there's with... three guys three frogs that are always like ready to, to snap it out of the air with their tongues was the hors d'oeuvres are flying yeah them. <laughs>
0: and that was a running gag it happened like two or three times mm-hmm.
1: i really like that
2: i also i did like how greg's pet frog which is how i'm gonna be referring to yeah. him considering the fact that greg you
0: being
1: the first one <laughs> yeah 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 because i mean next thing we know in this episode he's like standing next to greg yeah, and then weird. yeah and he's speaking and then
0: he later in the episode finds another frog oh no, it's the same it the, frog i thought he is it yeah that frog signed a signed they, rec- am... the, they were trying to get him to record a record contract
1: but i thought that he implied that they that he stayed and they kept moving
0: no see i i thought they were implying that they were trying to get him to sign a record deal but he stayed with greg and wart
2: yeah that's what happened
0: so I mean, I don't know. It's it's the same no, see,
1: frog. see I see so I, thought it was, I thought
0: it was I thought it was a different frog. Oh, okay. Well, who knows?
2: <laughs> Greg just popped out another frog that looked exactly the same. He's like, I'm, taking,
0: I'm coming. All right. I mean, whatever. Um, what was your favorite? Harper?
2: <sighs> I think my la- my favorite was the last two episodes, but that's just because those
0: are very it, it was
2: very intense and also just really fun. Yeah. The first episode episode nine was kind of like the backstory of Wharton Greg. And I kind of loved that because one, you get to see more of Greg just being the, um, awkward just being
0: team. the, you mean, oh, Greg, sorry. Greg, word Greg just being
2: thing. the cute younger brother who just does not understand what's going but on But also at all. kind of annoying. But also kind of annoying. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, you're cute. Just stay away from me for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, can you
0: relate to that at
2: all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I definitely can. <laughs> but, um... And I also loved Wirt, just, you know, he's a regular teenager, and I'm, like, around his age, so I Uh understand a lot of what he's going through, like, because when I first watched this, I was a bit younger. Yeah. um, And I was just starting to become a teen, but now that I am a teenager, I'm just like, oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
0: been there, done that. Been Uh there.
2: And, like, I I love seeing... your
1: poetry and clarinet? (laughs)
0: I'll bet they have some. They just haven't shared it. I'm interested where they got the clarinet. (laughs) I'll bet it's really bad because they don't know how to play the clarinet. Fair. And they stole it.
2: (laughs) We have a lot of annoying band kids in my school. Um... But I loved seeing, like, that backstory, and I also loved the, um, I also love seeing, like, where they come from, like, their hometown. Sure. And it gives, like, a, um, oh, they're clearly not from a time, from the same time period as, right. um, as, like, the people over the garden wall yeah. in The Unknown. And, yeah. like, it's, it's fun to see that contrast, and it adds a bit of the mystery of, like, why, how
0: did they end up there? How did mm-hmm. how did they end
2: up in a town that's like has like into a place that has like no modern technology? Right. It's definitely like older. How they end up there, um, and also like how are they going to get back? Yeah. and everything. And
0: we'll come back to all that yeah. at the end. Um, my yeah. favorite episode, which I know nobody else seems to like it, but I think it's great, is Chapter Five: Mad Love. Um, Mm. I mean, it was cool. It was good.
2: It's It's just not my favorite. (laughs) It's
0: in, in that one. Um, there's a millionaire that they somehow meet. I don't even know how, uh, and they end up at his mansion and he says, there's a ghost, a woman ghost in the other wing that he, and so he never visits that wing anymore. So Greg convinces him to go to the other wing. And then when they get there, there's a woman and she's a real woman and she sees him, the, the guy, the millionaire who owns the mansion and thinks he's the ghost. So they've been avoiding each other, thinking and that each other are ghosts.
2: And it turns out the twist is that their mansions are so, so big, big that they're
0: connected. <laughs> yeah, they don't know it. It, <laughs> it was—it it had a
1: very Doctor Who feel. It reminded it, me of, like, the bo- the girl in the fireplace type thing. May, like, maybe Boo. that's why I like it so
0: much, is yeah. it's just that uh, weird little story that doesn't really make sense, but... It's I don't fun. Know. Yeah, it's also so.
1: I
2: also love the fact that, like, it, it's weird, because, like... Quincy, who's like the main millionaire guy, uh-huh. he acts like a stereotypical rich guy. Yeah, he's super,
1: he's super, he's like, super prim, proper, he's super prim, eccentric.
2: proper. He's talking about how he worked this, he worked with his own bare hands right. to get this money. He, he nothing. how dare you try and steal it? <laughs> how dare you? And like. And and also how the fact his mansion is so big he didn't even realize another person was living in it. Right. But at the same time, I'm in I, I love him as a character. He's yeah. hilarious. <laughs>
0: um, well then let's let's go ahead and get to the ending then. Yeah. Um, the last two episodes are called which are Harper's favorite into the unknown and then the unknown. Which, like you said, chapter nine, "Into the Unknown," is where we kind of learn the backstory we learn of Gordon and Greg, and then uh, chapter ten is when we kind of see their resolution of the story in the the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Um,
2: this was after, so in one of the episodes that we did not like as much, uh, Greg, oh, yeah, Greg made a deal with the Beast, who's the main bad guy. And so now he is trying to help the beast out with some things. And the beast is so basically tricking get home. him. So he can get home. Yeah. and Because he thinks he's helping out his brother and everything. Yeah. And so, um, and in this episode, Wirt finds him and...
0: He, he's starting to grow into an Adle, Adlewood? Is that what it was? Adle, Adlewood? Adlewood, Adlewood yeah. tree. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of the beast's version of, like... Well, it's
1: the only tree that the woodsman could, you get the oil to keep the lantern running. Right,
0: right. And so, um, but it's his kind of version of almost like a hell. He's trapping the soul and he's, you know, transforming Because he's feeding off of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because what needs to happen, and this is a spoiler, uh, is that, um... It's not the woodsman's daughter's soul that's in the lantern. It's the beast's, mm-hmm. and the beast and so, is
2: tricking people into thinking that their lost loved ones are in the lantern, so he, they're going to keep it lit. Yeah, but instead, they're just they're keeping the beast alive. Him.
0: Yeah, and and the woodsman, well, I should say, Wirt discovers that that is the case when the when the beast offers to give him the lantern with Greg's soul inside, and he's like, "Well, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be." The, the daughter woods, of the woodsman's woods, daughter.
2: Woodsman.
0: Unless it's your soul. And you know, and so. And,
2: and I, what, I love, what I love what I love about <throat> that is the fact that Wert kind of just goes goes to the woodsman. And is just like, man, this is not my business. I'm going to go save my brother with your axe. You deal with this. And, yeah. and he just leaves it. And he leaves the woodsman who has been like trying to help them. But at the same time, not really. Yeah, it's weird. Throughout mm-hmm. the entire series. He leaves the woodsman with this choice. Whether or not you slave away for the rest of your life fueling this lantern where you make the choice to blow it out yeah. while he is taking his brother and leaving. Yeah, And, um, and the woodsman does make that choice mm-hmm. spoiler, um, by burn it, by like blowing out the light in the lantern. Yeah. And then we get to see the ending, which is where, um, Greg and were, are found by like authorities and
0: well, okay, let's get back up just a little bit. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> In the real world, Greg and Wirt are—it's Halloween—and they go uh, hang out with some friends in the graveyard, and then the police come. So they run from the police and end up falling into a, a, a lake.
2: They climb over a garden yeah, wall and they fall. they climb into over the a, lake. a garden
0: wall right. and fall into the lake. Um, and then in the end of the series, we find that they are uh, Wirt wakes up and goes and dives after Greg, who is still unconscious, and so. He pulls him out, and the police, you know, the ambulance comes the police and shows they up end up in the hospital. Out.
2: And we basically see that all these characters that we've met along the way, and like um, that, Wurt and Greg have met along the way, kind of get their happy ending of their right. own. And it's it's in that finale. The reason why it's my favorite is because of the mystery aspect. Because, like you said, you see them waking up in the lake that they fell in. And were, is, like, scroung, like, trying to grab Greg and everything. However, it's, like, still unknown whether or not all that stuff still happened, or if it was just a it's, dream.
0: Yeah, there's there's a famous, and I'm sure we've all, well, maybe you haven't read I don't know, Mom hadn't heard of it, right? An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. is mm-hmm. a short story uh, that was later adapted into a, a film. Is literally about a man, I believe it's during the Civil War, who is found guilty of some crime. I I don't know if it's AWOL, going AWOL or treason or whatever. But he is going to be hanged from the Owl Creek Bridge. And as that happens, as the the rope pulls taut, it snaps. And he falls into the river. And he gets rushed downstream. And then it's kind of the further adventures of him getting away. Like him escaping death. But then the very end of the story, we find that he is actually dead. He's hanging just as though he had died, you know, from the Owl Creek Bridge. So everything of his escape all happens in his mind between the moment of the rope or the, the the him being pushed off the bridge and the rope going taut and breaking his neck. We're kind of in the same position here. They both fall in the water. So did everything happen or was it all in Wurt's imagination?
1: And the thing or Greg's.
0: Or Greg's or imagination.
1: Because the other thing is, is like there's the doll aspect that we keep seeing, like wood dolls mm-hmm. of people. And you had mentioned something else in a thing. And I would just be, I would be curious to see if, because my thought is like, are some of these things that came into play, are they things that they had in their everyday life? So it's right. like your brain just doing like a, yeah, the... like a greatest hits, inserting his brain, his stepbrother and him into it and yeah. also
2: like and the, and the thing that adds to it is like a tiny little detail that we notice at the end of the story so in one of the episodes greg's pet frog swallows a magic bell and that bell like glows whenever greg's pet frog is being shaken and after they wake up and they're in the hospital surrounded by some of Ward's friends and everything greg is like telling the stories to those friends about it and then right before they fully zoom out of the hospital you can see him shaking the frog and it's and its stomach glowing oh, I so that. that is so that. Is I a,
1: saw that but I didn't know why I, maybe I so that's
2: a, so so that a detail so that's a detail that just it's a stupid detail it's a funny but detail but it adds to the it mystery does, mm-hmm. well, it adds then, to the whole question of is this real or was it and not and then there's
0: even some clear uh, discuss, uh, Sort of undis- unsaid discussion between Wurt and Gray that they both had some kind of an adventure, like a shared, like a shared, shared consciousness. It, type it also yeah. it
1: also
2: has to deal with also their character because I mean we might as well just get into characters, yeah. but um, Wirt, in the beginning was the nervous wreck, older brother. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't really he doesn't really want to keep Greg around because no, he, re- he would rather he's not. blaming Greg for a lot of things in yeah. his life. Yeah, and But the biggest thing is that they're lost in the woods because Mm -hmm. of him. And at the end, you can sort of tell, like, especially when Wirt was diving to save Greg, you can sort of tell that there was a little bit of a character change and like character development. And that detail of him developing as a person and him developing as a character throughout these entire things... Does add again to the mystery of whether or not it was real because I don't think if you had this sudden flash of a like of a dream of it of like a fake adventure, you would change that much as a person. It,
1: I don't know, but like the it's, thing is, it's, is it's, all of this is during a near death experience, yeah, True. like that it's, will change a person. It's kind of definitely. the
0: Wizard of Oz yeah. aspect of the story because you know, Dorothy goes in. Well, okay, this is more, she's not a fan of Kansas. It's a bad place. You know, the the lady's trying to steal her dog all the time and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But when she comes back, she's so excited to see everybody again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of a similar thing you could say. That being said, the only reason I feel like it's Wirt's story is because he's the one who falls in the lake in the dream world, the woods. And so then when he's coming out, to me, that makes it from his point of view, this whole thing. Yeah. I could be wrong. It just that's how I interpret it.
2: What I what I do love about Words' character is the fact that you get little details of why he is so stressed, why he is so angry at Greg all the time, why he is like this. And it all comes back to his normal life before mm-hmm. before going into the unknown, before going into the woods. Because you get hints throughout the suit, ser- like you learn throughout the suit ser- um, in the middle of the series that. Uh, Wurt and Greg are half brothers. Their stepbrothers
1: They're
2: stepbrothers. Yeah. And um, they, uh, and that he kind of adds that into a song in the middle of it for no real reason. He doesn't say, Oh, my brother, Greg, and I. He, he explains that his mom remarried mm-hmm. and had a kid with, a, with his stepdad. Yeah. And that he doesn't just say, Oh, my brother, Greg, or Oh, yeah. my half brother, Greg. He has to explain it because. It kind of shows that he is a bit annoyed at the situation going Absolutely. at home. Yeah. And that added like character yes. kinda of shows like, oh, this is why he's it's so tension. annoyed at Greg all the time. Yeah. This is why. And it's just a little out of detail that, although is used for a gag, can also show a bit of his character.
0: Yeah, it showed a lot of his character. And
2: I also loved how, like, throughout the entire series, um, Wirt is, like, pushing Greg away. He's pushing him away. He's telling him to go.
0: Well, at one go. point in, like, what is it, chapter seven or eight, he literally tells him, I don't care what you do. I'm going to go to sleep.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, when he gives up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and then, at like, on the first la- on the last two episodes, whenever you do see Wirt in the unknown, he's, like, reaching out towards Greg. He's right. trying to reconnect and try and save him. And I feel like that, like, whole buildup, worked out perfectly at the end oh yeah yeah and that was really fun to see yeah i also just i I love their dynamic i love greg and worked's dynamic well yeah
0: just the obviously silly little brother and then the overly anxious stressed out awkward teen Mm -hmm. yeah i know it's it's very much our family dynamic (laughs) on some level (laughs)
2: a lot (laughs) i i relate to him too
0: much um aside from the main characters who was there any other character that you really, really dug?
2: That's the thing. I I really did only love the other than I mean I liked the, I loved the main characters. I loved their dynamic. Greg is adorable. Beatrice is amazing, but um I also love the Beast yeah. just because of how much He's, of a good villain he is. Well, He's a I, great antagonist. Yeah,
0: he is. Um, one thing I loved about Beatrice is her. Constantly giving word a hard time. Yeah, like, just
2: <laughs> there was in the first like two episodes that she was in. I think it was in, actually, I think it was just in the second episode. Could have been also in the third. But um, she will like dig at him, and then he'll, and then there'll just be a freeze frame and just giving like a like a crooked like. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like
2: he just looks, he just looks annoyed, and I love that she keeps on. Digging and digging, yeah. And then, and then, like, um, in the uh, one of mom's fan favorites, the uh, schoolhouse episode. Uh huh. Uh, he just keeps on like being petty by just like Beatrice is trying to tell him to go leave, go find your brother, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I I follow the rules. I don't
0: follow the rules." And then all he does is follow the rules. Yeah. But he's doing it intentionally. He's doing it in spite.
2: Because, like, each time the teacher in that schoolhouse keeps on telling him, like, sir, you cannot talk. Sir, you gotta go eat. Sir, you gotta go he do He does this. exactly he's that. Just, he does that. And she's she's like, no, you gotta go outside. And he's, he's like, like... Nope, you told, told like, me I follow the rules, like, no, so that's I'm, what i no, I'm, I'm a pushover. I'm,
1: mm. Yep.
0: <laughs> what about you, Andrea? Were there any other characters you liked? Like, I, really stood out for you?
1: I, I enjoyed the Huntsman in all of his, in his... The Woodsman? The Woodsman, song, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a good character. He is a good character. Just because you know he's driven, that's that is all he's doing is just chopping wood and grinding. I also
2: I love how he like these kids basically ruin his entire like thing. And he still is just like He still finds
0: a way to grind.
2: He's still being well, he's also still being kinda kind to them because once they destroy his entire like mill and destroys his entire thing of getting oil, he just he just goes Go this way. This you'll find. You'll probably find civilization this way. You. This is the quickest way out of the woods. Yeah. And then he just. And then he goes to Greg. And he's just like, a "Young man, give that frog an actual name." Like, mm-hmm. And he's just. And like it shows that he is. He's still got a bit of a being a father in yeah, him. He yeah. still is being kind to these kids, even though they basically destroyed everything that, that he, he has worked yeah, for. Um.
0: Briefly, none of us really liked babes in the woods. That's chapter eight. Yeah. where we go into greg's... i didn't mind it
2: actually oh really
0: really oh mm-hmm. i, cannot hate oh, I hated it <laughs> it is my least favorite um and the only reason i don't like it is it just feels so out of place it well that's i mean i understand it's greg's brain right yeah. but
1: but so if we're going from the standpoint of that this is happening you know in their unconsciousness in the water Everything else has been too mature, too dark to be a seven, eight year old with a pot on his head. You know what I mean? Like, so this was his, this was him figuring out his way in his subconscious. It's when he starts to fight for or for work. That's fair. And and therefore, I mean, it's them both finding appreciation for each other, but that one's his. I
2: also kind of wanted to think that maybe that was what his, that's kind of like my, my interpretation of that episode is that it's the beast trying to kind of convince Greg into making a deal with him into help. And that's probably
0: true because
2: of the way that things are looked at, because I mean, it's Greg, he saves the day. He's being this hero that he's wanted to be. And then a random, uh, a random lady like shows up and she, um, and she's like saying that, Oh, we is too gone. You gotta, you can't, you can't save him from the beast. And knowing Greg, like, and the Beast kind of, I think the Beast knows what Gre- who Greg is like and what he's like. Well, yeah, what he's, he's, he's been like. watching. So. And so he knew that Greg was most likely going to say, I will take my brother's p- place. I will help him out. Okay. And I will save him. And I-, I will find a way to get him home. And I feel like that's the Beast's way of, like, convincing this child, right. hey, you will be able to help your brother get home if you make... A deal. So do, you,
0: so do you think the beast is invading his dreams?
2: Basically. Either invading or approaching him in his dreams in some way. Okay. And, like, he's maybe, finding a way to butt in.
0: I think for me right now, anyway, it's not necessarily about the story. It's about the art style. I didn't like the cutesy little cartoony characters. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, it's, maybe it's just a personal the, thing.
2: The one thing that bothered me the most was that... In the episode, there would be, it would be the full screen and you could see everything. It was like the normal, how it normally looked. And then it would quickly flash to this thing where it's like, it's black around. It's just a perfect circle. And it's just these characters. It's an old silent
0: film. Technique.
1: I
2: know it and just it I, bothers me because I'm not like I'm not used to the quick flashing of. I the don't flames. understand
1: what the purpose of that was. I feel yeah. like I that hopefully I, could have been better and I th- explained. And by... maybe that's
0: maybe maybe part of my problem too is because typically in the old silent films that meant they were focusing on a character. But this and is not how that was doing. No. They did
1: it once where they were focusing on a person speaking. Yes, but most but then of the then time otherwise, it was there were just a bunch of a...
0: characters in the the. I can't remember what that's called. It's
1: like a narrow field of view. Yeah. I,
0: th- I don't remember. But... Yeah.
2: And it's just, it got confusing. And I didn't really like it. It may it just wasn't... be the
0: style of that part of the yeah. episode that really bugs me. Um, once again, the soundtrack is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's got some really catchy little tunes. Um, some that really like potatoes and molasses is just an all time. That's one that classic. we listen to I know in the it, car it... sometimes. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of great music in it. Um, I feel like even the non-set piece music, just the, the, the normal soundtrack running underneath everything was great. It's mm-hmm. honestly,
2: it's, this is like one of the few cartoon shows that like I could listen to the intro and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be happy. Like yeah. it's, it's such a good introduction. and It's such a good tune. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's like, I could just listen to this for an hour straight and I'd be <laughs> fine.
0: Um, I guess I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier, but, one thing i find fascinating about this show is that we just are dropped into every episode like yeah. there's we don't have any idea what's going on in between episodes it's not a concurrent story like it, it is very episodic like mikhail said it needed to be but i just love that okay we are here this is happening we had no introduction of the the millionaire with mm-hmm. the big mansion mm-hmm. we were just suddenly at their house you know and so i kind of i i don't know if the comics have covered this but I would love to know, like, are there in-betweens, you know? Is- I, also,
2: I also love how, even though, like, you are dropped in, you're figured out through context clues and dialogue yes. very smoothly. Yeah. Like, in the Millionaire episode, where is like, asking, like, Beatrice, um, hey, why are we at this Miller's, yeah, why like, are we well, pretending we that money. we're his nephews? And they're just like, we need money. And, like, yeah. she explains that they're basically going to steal from him. Right. Then Fred the Horse, who is a, side character just, go, just goes i want to steal and it's just <laughs> yeah. it becomes this comedic natural dialogue that like is expected from the characters that explanation is expected from the characters and it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel like a like a right um,
0: like it, it's it, not forced exposition it feels yeah. like something they would actually say um we probably need to wrap things up uh we're unfortunately recording this on sunday night when we would normally record on saturday so everybody's Yay. got to get to bed mm-hmm. so they can get to school and work sure uh, but to kind of finish things up harper how do you feel about over the garden wall
2: oh i love it okay. i i i draw so much inspiration from it and i love it
1: so much <laughs> all right andrea oh i'll definitely revisit it I, I enjoyed it
0: quite a bit okay and like i said in the beginning this is one of my favorite animated things ever so uh It's just so, it's such a good show. I highly recommend watching it. If you have not Um, get your kids because it's got some funny parts to it, but also some kind of creepy parts to it. So it is perfect for Halloween. Um, I, I don't really know much more we can say at this point, just other than that. It's great. Um, next time is Andrea's choice. Uh, we're actually going to try to start cranking these out a little bit more this winter. Mm -hmm. Um, so Andrea will have to decide what she's going to do. And, uh, then we will take it from there Mm yeah so thank you very much for listening folks thank you we will see you next time
1: oh potatoes and molasses if you want some oh just ask us the warm and soft like puppies and socks